Yeah. Yeah. What's going down, people? What's at it? What up, dog? It's your homie CL. We back live on the Rundown South right here in ATL, Georgia. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for coming out, joining me, however you're joining me. Hopefully you came through from the rundown.com. That's darundown.com. Gotta know it. And if you like this podcast, you can get it anytime come out. Right there on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, every which way you would like to get them. We right there, man. Just add it, add the feed. The Rundown, D-A, Rundown. You'll find it every time, I promise. Now, uh, I ain't gonna say we took a week off, but I say we took like six days off. <laughs> so we back in. We're going live. A lot of things have transpired. Uh, on the other line, I have none other than Keith Nelson Jr. of Digital Trends. So what's Hello. going on? Um, I think you just said the understatement of the year when a lot of things. Yes, uh, I think quite a few things have happened. Bruh, like what? What did we do the last pod? What was that like? Thursday last week? It had to be Thursday last week. That was. That shit seemed like so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about what the NBA finals and the Warriors. The Warriors. This is the, this is how crazy this shit. Like is. we was looking Kevin, for stuff to talk about. Bro, here's the crazy. Kevin Durant won his first NBA title like what a week ago, and now, now they don't. It don't matter. It's not even the fifth most interesting topic that's Bruh. happening on. Like I mean, un- underreported. Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are free agents right now. This shit gets no mention on the media at all. Yeah, but because they know what's happening, they know Steph Curry about to get that two hundred and fifty-four year, oh, two hundred and five, or God whatever damn. it's going to be five year deal. Good lord, Katie's that's a lot of money. Katie gonna get like twenty-five mil a year, twenty-seven mil a year, four years, something like that. He said he said he's gonna take four million less. You know, like these are formalities. Like, like Iggy's Iggy's a free agent, but that don't mean anything. Okay, well, motherfuckers are going crazy. Let, <laughs> let me let me let me run down the show so like let everybody know what we gonna talk about. So, yes, we are gonna talk plenty of NBA. I mean, the transactions are all over the place. I don't even know where to start and to finish. This is not an NBA podcast, but we would definitely try to get through as many of those things as possible. Um. Also, we're going to talk about the new Jay-Z album. Uh, oh. We're going to talk about that new Khaled album. Khaled. And then I want to get into that Tupac movie and like some of the things that people have been saying about it. Because I'm worried about the black biopic, especially of musicians. Well, I ain't going to say musicians, but people who are like, like, I'm not going to say fringe pop culture because like Tupac is pop culture, but he... He more belongs to us than they do oh, to yeah. the world. Like, you know, Ray Charles and James Brown is one thing. Tupac and Biggie is another. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, so jam-packed show. I'm going to try to get one more person on. But if not, man, y- y'all already know what time it is. So, begin. I I guess we could go right into uh, the rest of the NBA transaction frenzy uh, with the draft because we're recording this Wednesday night. So this will be out right before the draft uh, and post like every move that's been made. So kind of recap a few things and then you tell me which one sticks out to you. Cause I know we were supposed to talk about Paul George, but he has not moved yet. So not yet. it's, I'm like, I feel like I'm 
talking in circles every time we we bring up Paul George, but I guess we'll see how he fits into the rest of the conversation. So we got the the Celtics trade from one to three with Philly. Mm. We got uh what's the name? D'Angelo Russell getting traded from the Lakers to the Nets. Which I think that that tells you like Lonzo Ball is going to the yep. Lakers. That that is official yeah, unofficial most most known secret out of all the things on the NBA. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Let's see. Magic ain't playing. <laughs> he not, man. <laughs> so uh let me see. We got Jimmy Butler on the block. Mm-hmm. Christop Porzingis, your man's he on the block. Yo, man. Chris Paul looking. Blake Griffin looking. Like, everybody right now is just talking, talking, talking. I have a, maybe an unpopular opinion that kind of just sucks all the fun out of the room, but I don't really think nobody's going anywhere. Oh. Like, straight up. When it comes to a lot, a lot of these people, because the Paul George news when they basically – the Pacers came out and said they were shocked that he wanted to get out. That was a little PR for the fans, but we know what time it is. So he might make a move, but the rest of these guys, Jimmy Butler, I don't think he's going anywhere. Chris no. Paul, Blake Griffin, they're not going anywhere. The only dude free agent or slash trade that might happen is probably Gordon Hayward going to the Celtics. DeAndre Jordan is also on the block. I heard that too, which yeah. I'm kind of, I'm, which is, I don't know, I'm confused I'm about. Like, I I I I feel you that like this these things sometimes happen not 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 at this rate. I don't feel like in in recent years, but these things usually happen when a certain amount of of superstars free agents are like you know they're they're out and it comes at a time when they both are in a or they all are in a transition period. Jane Butler, like all the names, all the people you name are in. Are in very pivotal forks in the road in their careers. Jimmy yeah. Butler, um, are you going to stay? You you finally became a superstar. Are you going to try to lead a team built on Dwayne Wade and that? Well, or, okay, go ahead, finish. Or are you going to try to go somewhere else and try to make a super team and, and maximize your best years? Paul George, you tried at this for like what four or five years, maybe. Right, you against LeBron. You win against LeBron, and and what could be your prime? Do you want to keep going against LeBron? Do you want to team up with LeBron? Do you want to go to stop playing LeBron every every like eight, ten times a year, and then play him only four times a year? When you go to the West, you right. know, like what do you want to do? Okay. So there's like, and I feel like while you might think he's not going somewhere, Larry Bird ain't there, which is why I feel like Paul George, he if. Like them I think that's why Larry of, Bird left because he knew Paul George wasn't coming back and he wasn't going to have shit to, to build on. And I think the fact that Paul George said I'm not coming back next year, they want to get something for him. He's literally telling you, I'm not signed. Like, reports, I'm not coming back. Like, what? I'm going to have one more year and then you won't lose me for nothing. So I feel like they're going to move him. They, they wanted, they, I feel like they, they need to get something. Like, they have to get something for Paul George because if he doesn't leave, are they going to then try to get that one player that he needs to get them over the hump? I, mean, I don't think we, so. so. We know ah. Indiana is like they're five steps from being even considered in the conversation uh, for a title. So if I don't do, I don't think five steps. 
Yo, I, that, I think, that bro, I think yo, they're that, so far off. I mean, that series, bro. If, no, if, that series against the against the um the Cavs showed me a lot. This team is this team can rebound, and this team got got good, got really good perimeter shooters. What what the problem was? It was Paul Georgia bust in the pin in, in in the clutch time. They were they were two shots, two shots from being two from being two two at the at the, at the four games instead of being swept. Well, like. I like think this, no this is the first round. This is this is fresh Cleveland. This but, is not like oh we played a couple of games. This is fresh. We're good Cleveland, and they almost beat them at home. The first I'm telling you, bro. This Cleveland, this, this Indiana team is a few three point shooters. They had no three point shooters in that squad. Teague ain't gonna lead you. You know, you know about Teague. Yeah, you know I mean, I know, Teague. I know what time it is with Jeff Teague, and I'm kind <laughs> like to be honest with you, I'm kind of a Jeff Teague apologist at. And I think that was when when he was in Atlanta, I was more on the side of I rather him than Schroeder because I just didn't like what Schroeder was doing all the time. But I know the the setbacks that he come with. But you said a couple things and I kind of agree with you and I disagree with you. I think Indiana is better than the eighth seed in the East because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Paul George wasn't healthy all year and he wasn't really playing at that all NBA level all year. And he really turned it on another notch when the playoffs hit. But in the, before the playoffs, too, like, I think when they were trying to, cause they had to like fight to get in the playoffs too. They did. So he, that he is turned true. It on like the last 10, 12 games, they kind of, he was like MVP, MVP for George type level. Right. But I think that series, it just showed us more or less what the Cleveland Cavs defense was and why people were saying that it might have been a sweep going into the finals because if it's like you can't hold Paul George, what are you going to do with KD? And the thing about the rest of the series all the way through, you know, Toronto and Boston, they didn't have anybody on Paul George's level. No, that that was the last one. That was the last person that they had to see before they saw KD. But if they would have – that's why people were saying if they got Milwaukee in that second round, it was going to be interesting because Giannis was going to be hard for them to stop. And I, I, yep. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this because there's so much happening in the NBA, but if that was probably one. I did not know I, I could emotionally feel hurt by a team that's not my team being eliminated. But, yo, when those Bucks lost, bro, I was when they, they were up 2-1, I think, or yeah. something like that, yeah. and then lost it, bro, I was so pissed because – Giannis was I feel like that was Giannis's coming out party. He was ready to like show the world like I'm the next dude. I was and, ready for it. I was ready for some second round Giannis. You know what's crazy? He didn't have a jump shot. And that's really he got he's literally LeBron James again. He yes. will punish you in the paint. He will block like you never he blocked with his elbow and his hand at the same time. Like he will do all this crazy athletic thing, but then if you just say, Okay, shoot. He's gonna pass, right? Or it's, it's, he's gonna break. The jump shot's not there, and I'm one hundred percent. I'm riding Yadis trade. Like that's gonna be my dude in a minute. The NBA got one more. The NBA got maybe half a season before he, his jump shots. I feel like he's in the gym right now, clicking with the jump shots. But um, I want to ask you real quick: an uh, interesting trade or possible trade, and you tell me what could happen. The Houston Rockets are trying to get everybody. You read Yo, about that? Yeah, I, I saw that. And 
is that's a two way street too. Like, cause you, everybody. I know Maury, and he's he's the type of guy. If there's a superstar available, he will try to maneuver eight or nine moves to make uh-huh. it happen. That dude is a a master when it comes to moving contracts and assets. I like what he does, <clears throat> but I do think that they they need to consider like more of the human element when they start talking about bringing some of these guys in, you know, like who, who's last year. The, the question was, who's the real grown up in the room on the Houston Rockets? <laughs> and, and they, yeah, he looks like it, but he wasn't <clears throat> the guy that was leading the team in the well, guy. That, the, I mean, leader the team. I don't know. I mean, I think about I, it. I like, do you really was, feel James Harden as leader guy? No. Exactly, oh. and he's your he best by, player. He led by his play. That's why they play so well because he led by like, yo, I'm going to show you we're going to have fun and run them down the court and nobody's going to be able to touch us. So when he made – it's almost like you, it's, a, it's, it's infectious. Like he hit you in the right spots. Like he was dishing shit the best he's ever done in his life. And look what, and look what happened with Eric Gordon. Like Eric Gordon came, came back alive. He you did. I, mean? I will give you that, but – I mean, if, as far as like integrating other stars, like if they're, oh, if you nah, tell me sure. that they're going to add a Paul George and your core is going to be built around Paul George and James Harden, I don't actually like that as much because mm. I look at both of those guys as iso ball. They're a little iso ballish. I mean, you can say what you want about the, the assist, but I, I, I feel like that's more of a function of the offense than actually what they could do together to me. Like if you're going to put those two guys together, you have to have a third person that's going to be able to get in both of their faces at any moment. Rondo. I mean, they, 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 they basically, I'm not going to say they basically got Rondo, but they basically got the things that you would want from Rondo and Patrick Beverly and Patrick Beverly's a better shooter. But I feel like Rondo what he showed against, but it, this is almost a, an immutable fact. Rondo doesn't get hurt. The Bulls are probably in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I, they they were being if they got past the, the Celtics, I don't see how with a healthy Rondo, I don't see what the um what the Raptors would not. I'd rather, I don't know, bro. I'm I'm I'm, not, they, oh, I'm the, not buying the, the Rondo the resurgence. Come on, bro. The Wizards, the, the Rondo Renaissance. But he was wild. I'm was, not in it for. He was doubling up in that motherfucker. He was. He was balling, yeah. bro. I, but I think, I think that's a a certain situation. That was like right place, right time. Because yeah. it was Boston. He knew the system. And yeah. if you ask anybody, Rondo is one of the more cerebral basketball players in the NBA. And I think that's why he butts heads with coaches a lot because that dude has you know a high basketball IQ. And for you to tell him something that he don't, he know, he not agreeing with the logic, he always r- get rub people the wrong way. So and Rondo's a, and I don't know, if you, I don't know if you. And, but the, Rondo, and here's, here's the thing about, the about, about, I think he, also they don't that can take a lot of the load off of um James Harden for having to create create for the whole team. Well, like, that's that's why you need a, a a bigger guy. That's why you need a Paul George or something like that. But because you got to think about it. No, you, I mean like off, off like you know like bringing the ball up. Now, Gene Harden can go, can go to his natural position, shooting guard, and really kill guy up the dribble instead of like 
having to always handle the ball. But see, the, 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 isn't really a guy who like is going to intimidate you when he handles the ball. But he's going to be, like, you know, it, it, the issue is the offense. You got to remember you you run a Mike D'Antoni system, and it's pace and space, and everybody got to yeah. shoot. Yeah. And Rondo is not a fit because he can't shoot threes. Yeah. And the 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 D'Antoni defense, I mean the defense, but the D'Antoni offense is built around your point guard being a triple threat. You know, being able to shoot, go to the rack, and pass. And, and that's and that's Beverly, but they're looking to ship him. Who? He's getting he, Beverly. Beverly's not going anywhere. I, I'm. Have you, have you un, seen unless his tweets? unless have you seen his he's. I saw it. Said, a fan tweeted out, Beverly ain't going nowhere. He said, nah, I wouldn't say all that. Because <laughs> he know how real it is in the field. He been traded before. <laughs> I, I think that was just more him being real about the situation than That's what true. he actually might know that was going on. Like, if there's a deal to be made and he's involved, okay, yeah, that that means there's like a superstar on the way. But I think for what have a superstar for Patrick for Patrick Beverly really? Well, no. Like if he's included in the package, like if it's a three way deal, you know, or they got to use some picks. But I could definitely see because he has, you know, his contract is mid level. Um, it's got a few more years on it. So I, I mean, there's there's some there's some places you could put a Pat Beverly in. I think it might work. And you know, depending on what you're doing, if you're trying to swing a Paul George, um, and they're you know they not they're gonna let. Uh, your boy, what's his name? T walk, whatever. Like there, there are some moves to be so, made out there. So, so what's the biggest? Cause I, I have my own, but what's the biggest? You say nothing's gonna happen, but if something does happen, what's the biggest, most likely splash move that can happen from all of this talk and static and madness is happening in the NBA right now? Okay, so the the most splashiest thing for me. All right, it's it's two. I'm gonna say it in two ways. I'm doing everything in two. The thing that I want to happen the most, I actually want Paul George to go to the Clippers because I just want to see what the fuck they look like. What does Chris Paul look like with a real three? I never seen it before. I want to see it. That's the shit that I really want to happen. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But the thing that is most splashy is like likely thing to happen I don't know I, I might have to go with uh Jimmy Butler getting moved mm-hmm. only because the relationship between him and the coach was sour from jump and all the reports are saying it hasn't gotten any better the the problem with Jimmy is is he still wants to be the man. This is the first time in his career that he got to be the man. Slept yeah. on in high school, slept on in college, got picked late, and he's finally balling in the NBA, and he's he's the man on his team. And there there's something to that. So it's where he wants to be at, too. You know, because he's, well, he's still got like two years under the contract. So I, I think so. I think out of all the splash moves that people are talking about, I could actually see that one happening, uh, depending on the pick situation. Cause if you trade a Jimmy Butler, you just, you're going to have to get back some picks that you feel like you can get a guy who's going to turn into a Jimmy Butler, which is, I mean, fuck, we was like the 17th pick in the draft. Good luck. 30th pick in the draft. There you go. So, I mean, tomorrow, 
I'm going to be locked the fuck in. And damn, I ain't even, I ain't even talk about the Dwight Howard thing. I was trying to save that one, but. That was so funny. <laughs> that was, man, there are so many jokes about Dwight. I don't even want to get started because we are, it's 20 minutes in and we talk nothing but NBA. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe like after the draft, we can kind of just sit back oh, yeah. and get all the transactions and. Well, you know, maybe I think maybe after because it because the uh, free agency I think starts July first, and I'm almost certain that once July first happens, Armageddon's going to start. So I, I feel it's like it's going to be a day. It'll be before with, then, bro. Because if it's anything like before, with these you know these little peace deals here and there, something like I feel like Boston's got they're cooking something, like they got extra picks to cook up something else. And then I still got my eyes on the Lakers. They still got the second pick and the 27 pick this year. And I think they got another extra pick somewhere else. So Here's my real quick unlikely thing that might happen that I hope happens. Kevin Love gets traded to the Houston Rockets or in, a, in some sort of a three-team trade. I can see that. That's like an upgraded version of Brian Anderson. That actually, huh, now that you say that, yeah, that there there might be something to that. It wouldn't be as necessary for the team, but still would be his usual. It would be his best talent on display, and he would have so. defense. I, I think that would. Damn, that that actually is a good ass fit, bro. We let me. I'm gonna have to look into that. See how we can get on the trade machine and see how that works. Because <laughs> he's, he's out of Cleveland. Like I'm gonna stop right here, but he's out of Cleveland. Like there's no way they keep him for. They said bro was out of Cleveland before he won the chip. <laughs> he said he was on his way out. He was like, I'm not doing this. And then he got the chip and then shit kind of got cool. And he was like, all right, I'll kick it here for you. He was like, all right, girl, I'll stay for another month. You yeah, know? I, I'll kick it for a little bit. Like this is going to be a short term relationship, but we going to, we going to make it work. But, uh, I don't know, man. Thursday night, NBA draft is going down. Thursday. I'm like, bro, I, I wasn't into the draft at all. But all this transaction shit just got me so hyped. Cause we, we even talked about draft, like who the prospects, Malik Monk, Deion Fox, cause I don't know shit about them. I don't know shit. <laughs> this, I think they got, cause that's what I, I don't do. I, I, it's too much stress from offseason moves and NBA playoffs and all that stuff. And, and living life, I don't got time to worry about some teenager about to make money I'm right. never going to make. I don't I, watch. I, I'm going to wait. I'm gonna wait, and I, and I love this. It, 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 it feels like a surprise. Like, oh, ooh, who, who's this new guy? Like that that I, I didn't know about. Because like, really, right now, who's the best rookie? That that, that rookie class last year was so trash that if I would have been like all excited about the, the players beforehand, mm-hmm. I would have been pissed. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was one of the worst rookie classes ever. Like that. Who they they gave the whoever gets rookie of the year is gonna be just because of a consolation prize. Prize. It's not going to be any kind of. Like, it wasn't like Towns versus um, versus Porzingis two years ago. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I, I but I, I do see Fox versus Ball being if they live up to the hype, being one. Like I, there's no way you could, you could escape them because they're just media figures. But besides that, that's it, man. That's that's really the only thing to check for. And I'm. You got me thinking about the, the draft last year. Ben Simmons going number one. Uh, we didn't even get a peek at him. So it's, mm-hmm. I think Philly will have, like, for the first time going into the season, all eyes will be on Philadelphia. All eyes. And you got a healthy Ben Simmons, a healthy Embiid, 
Sackwick is playing. It's pop. You probably got the three best rookies from last year. Yeah, it's the last three years. It's gonna be. It's gonna be something to watch, and it's like they're gonna have a lot of length. It's they're gonna like the the matchups between Milwaukee and Philadelphia for like the next five Ooh. years. I think are gonna be like it's must watch years. TV. Yes, I don't know about that. I, I say, bro, I don't because like everybody's still on rookie deals, so. Whatever they got, the nucleus and how they work it out is is kind of locked into place per se, you know, unless they make a blockbuster trade. But I, I just want to see Ben Simmons and you know, because he likes six nine and yeah. Giannis six eleven and you know Jabari six eight and B seven foot and all these dudes. Can Jabari was playing in the playoffs too, man. Like, yo, that team could have been. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, the Milwaukee. Philadelphia games is gonna be really fucking good. Something to watch, man. Hey, man. So what? All right, what we got next, man? How you? You want to get into this music talk? How? We talk about H to the Izzo, V to the Izzy, Cheesy do my easy. What's the dribble down the VA? I know we we applaud LeBron consistency through fourteen years, but this man, I won't say twenty. I will say, uh oh, at least. 19 years has let's give him 20 I'll give him 20 I'll Uh-oh. give him 20 damn near 20 years has been yo whole guy on coming out interest perpetual interest for a variety of reasons whether it's because of the music purely back in his apex see or, I, you getting right into it though but go ahead finish up you get no, right. or or I'm from Brooklyn, man. Got to okay, get, all right. Whole, there, there's, all right. There, I will. I will for Brooklyn, for Brooklyn, nigga. I will give you a slight pass because you are from Brooklyn. You know, and, but then like it's. I'm not gonna have the the delusion of uh, of grandeur about Jay Z, thinking that everything he's done has been amazing, and like every people are looking out for him because they think that it's gonna be the hottest album of the year. I don't know the last time Jay Z has had the hottest. Album. He's probably had that. The last time he had the hottest album of the year was probably when he did Watch the Throne, and, and and that was still to me debatable. But what do you mean as far as like buzz or just like the hottest like thing that, that was, people are playing? Like that was the like every year you could kind of feel what is the album that was the most talked about. The the the, the like he just had the best song that everybody really loved the most. Like last year was like like this year so far it, it's been. Well, I mean, it's a it's a three way tie thing almost, but I think Damn has so far been the one album that has grabbed the nation. Like, oh whoa, this okay. is like, let's talk about let's talk about this album. Let's love this album. I, I and like also selling like some of the most um compared to a lot of other artists. Look, damn, I I ain't really do a good job of saying yeah. that. We kind of got into it, but all Not right, bad. it's cool. But for those of you who don't know, if for whatever reason you just ain't a Jay Z fan. Or you just don't like Beyonce because everything happened. Shout out goes to you know the Carters with the two twins. You know I, they haven't released the names yet. I still uh, haven't heard them. Not yet. Okay, so we don't, we, probably, we don't know um, the names. This this shit is more secret than the album is. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z is dropping a, an album called Four Forty Four. We know the name of that, but we do not know the name of his kids. No, because. He's probably going to have some like weird entendre shit where the name of his kids is revealed 
in the last three letters of every song title. <laughs> so it, it'll be yeah, like that shit is, bro. I ain't gonna lie though, but Blue Ivy Carter, that shit, that's a fire ass name. They, uh, they probably have those names planned out, like in they probably outsourced it to like the greatest linguist of all time from Oxford. Give us these. You think names. so? I'm like they. I could. I could definitely see them putting that shit like in a focus group, <laughs> like at some marketing company. Like, <laughs> you need a baby name that will knock all baby names out of the park. And people think they're just sitting there, like, what is the name for? You know, I, I don't know. A fragrance. Just this yeah, sounds just, good. Just keep. Just keep going. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Uh, I don't know. I'm thirsty now. You know. Yeah. What I, mean? I okay. We're not gonna use that name. Right. But. But uh, um, but get back get back to the album. Uh, <clears throat> so it drops June thirtieth exclusively on title, which I will not be subscribing to. <laughs> Sorry, which Jay. Subscribe to for the past two years. I'm I'm not getting on title. I did my free trial, my thirty days. It was it was it was an okay experience. I I I give it like a uh, a three out of five. Maybe. Oh, you know it it was it was average. Like nothing that blew my socks off. But the thing about it is, I'm not checking for Jay-Z anymore. Mm. Not to say that I won't listen, because I will go somewhere else, or I'll wait, and I'll get into it, just like I did with the Kanye, and all the rest of the title exclusive. I just wait. But Jay-Z has hit a point where... He's no longer cool, per se. Wow. I mean, he's cool to us because he's still, like, he's he's fucking Jay-Z. Like, let's not get it fucked up now. He's still fucking Jay-Z. But when I say he's cool, it's like he's not into the lexicon to where people have to respect every single move when it comes to the music because, like... The shit that he's been doing lately just ain't been that. <clears throat> to me, the last time I was all in on Jay Z, American Gangster. A and decade. Whoa, whoa. Yes. Because everything like Kingdom Come and everything after that, like, bro, I'm not fooling with. Like Magna Carta, you can keep that shit. Blueprint three, that shit had like three songs on it. Nah, you come on, bro. That shit was weak. I I went back and I listened to Blueprint 3 to see if I was tripping. And I mean, it's some songs on there that I like that I was like, okay, this is cool. But and I know I'm kind of coming off like I'm I'm looking at Jay-Z damn near like LeBron. Like I'm used to him, like Jay-Z going in the, in the studio and putting up a triple double every album. Yeah, you know, he, okay. he put in that work. So I'm judging it on that scale. But I'm also looking for growth in a in like where can he still insert himself musically, but I can still like I get some of that Jay Z that I like. Like I like Jay Z better when he talked about crack and you know fucking models and like not his Pablo Picasso pieces in the mansion. Like it's just not as cool. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Let me, let me, let me, let me take a deep breath because I'm going to say some controversial please, stuff please, right please. now. Let me, let me get on, myself man. together. Okay. You got to get right now. Yeah, I'm man, because it's hard for me to do this right now. It really is because 
I was a Jay-Z stand for a long ass time. Like Jay-Z could do no wrong in my eyes. And then it just went off the deep end. I don't know exactly when, but I guess like when trap beats started becoming the thing and he just couldn't keep up. And I was just like, Ooh, like we're going to talk about Calvin in a minute. I got them keys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you trying to we wild on hold? That was like, eh, like the, the all the way up remix verse. Yeah. You know, just uh, for the city, it's you start snapping. Crackhead nah. bleak on the jack, like let's make it happen. It's me, like you feeling it because you you straight Brooklyn to the core. So <laughs> nah, nah. you you can't oh, shake the ghost. But the thing I about mean, it I, is, when I'm hearing these Jay Z bars, I'm just like, okay, it's it's like top level stuff. It's a little dumbed down, and it's like uh, it it just don't blow my socks off like it do. It just don't. And the thing about it was Jay-Z was known as the guy with a million flows. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have the flow like that no more. And I just can't, I can't get with it. And then yeah. he and he picks all the trash Timbaland beats. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, fuck. Like, would you just like where's the heat? See, I'm glad see Lay said all that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm frustrated, man. Like, I, I totally went off what I was going to say. Like, I just, the fan just came all out of me right now. I, I don't <laughs> even know what I just said. That's the, that's, that's how, that's what going to run down. They, we just run down some shit and you never I, know. I just poured out my heart on the podcast. I hope everybody out there that's listening can really appreciate the, the conflicting opinion that's inside of my body right now. Yeah. See, and I, I'm the exact opposite. Almost kind of you in the sense of my relationship with Jay Z. I was never like I'm from Brooklyn, so that means that I'm always, you know, yeah, I'm far back. Have, Wait a minute. Go uh, ahead. I'm, I'm gonna have a certain place where I'm like I respect Jay Z, but I've been critical of Jay Z. I'm still super duper critical of Jay Z about everything he do, bar for bar. I think Magna Carta was, like you said, was pretty bad. I, I don't think he's had a the hottest album in six years. I don't know. I don't think he's had the hottest solo album in maybe a decade decade or more like like it's 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 definitely not like jay-z is is immune to failure my thing and the reason why i'm so excited about this one is besides the whole fact that sprint which purchased 33 percent stake in title that shit is going um, down i don't care what nobody say title is closing down soon that shit is going to be no no actually sprint Putting them, putting that money in, and he saved title for like another year or two. Like that's they put like a hundred million dollars in title, so now title is they good for they good for a little while right Let's now. See, all right, what well, we gonna get back it, to the Jay Z? I'm, I'm gonna take a little business break because Sprint has a track record of buying bad. They bought Ymax yeah. because Y-Max, they wanted to be the <laughs> they wanted to be the first with 4G and they bought the worst one. This shit, they bought 4G that doesn't work well through walls, like and they bought the 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 lowest subscribe subscribe music streaming service. This is like, but the only difference between this one and all the other ones is this one was it was a was a business and also is is giving more than just a service. Is giving more than just you know can you connect to this can you do this this is their first this is one of their first entertainment um purchases that I I think they've ever done I gotta look that up but and and what that means is that if you tell somebody 
you're not going to get subscribers. You're not going to get a subscriber because you can get title. Oh, you can get your, you can get your music stream, you know, bundled in for six months. That's not going to get it for them. What is going to get it for them, and what I've always said is the idea of spontaneity with the streaming service. You never know. They might be having a Title X concert in two weeks. That you is never true. know. They might have this Jay-Z album coming out in two months. You never know. That's the only and also now that they got these podcasts popping up, it this is gonna be this is going to happen. Now that they have a hundred million dollars, Title can now spend more money on original content. And I'm not I don't wanna get it on a tangent on title right about now, because I, I this is about Hope of the God nigga asking me. I'm at the Trump International. Hope of the God nigga blasphemy. I'm at the Trump International asking me. I ain't never scared. I'm everywhere. You ain't never. Ne- yo. Yeah. I know what time. Oh, <laughs> but like the reason why I say that is because also people aren't listening to Hove's track record of what he's been doing the last few years. He did Drug Dealers Anonymous where people, he said he was hula hooping through loopholes working around shit. Yeah, like that, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, you that's you get classic. some bars out of Jay, you can't. No, but that's one thing about it is that he's not just giving you bars. That whole verse was more. He's in a more reflective mode before with before with um Holy Magna Card. I feel like that was just for Samsung shit. That was just because it literally what he made. I think I read that he came up with the idea or he made the album after the Samsung deal, or maybe he made the album in two weeks or something like that, or three weeks. And then looked for the Samsung. That's the deal. shit when he went to Hawaii with everybody. No, no, he, he was in New York. That was Kanye went to Hawaii. He was in New York and okay. um, um, Swiss Beat, um, Jungle Studios, Swiss Beats in them studios. That's how, that's how you get the video with um him, um, okay. Pharrell, right. I, Swiss Beats, and, and I, Rick Rubin. I remember. I just had to. But um, I think he did that. I'm looking it up. I think he did that in like a few weeks or whatever, and it, it was somewhat influenced or accentuated by the Samsung deal. So I feel like that was more business and. Like, it sounded rushed. It sounded like, oh, what can we do? This one doesn't sound. I mean, I don't know when, when he made it or how long it's been, but we, we've been hearing about this for a while, like for like maybe a year that he's working on this. And also, he's not putting the, the only music we've heard from him so far were four bars or four or six bars where he's talking about his, his what he never said to his dad over some like piano chimes that sound like Doug Dill's Anonymous. Like, the fourth of Magna Carta, we ain't hear shit. It was just like it was just oh, you can get it on Samsung. This one seems to be like there's the Magna Carta. This is this the song Adnis, which is Adnis Reeves' dad. There's the Mashala. I can't say his name right, Ali, and I can't say her name right either. I yeah, don't up. worry about it. We apologize uh, in the with um with, with Donald Glover, with with Danny Glover, and in the um doing a boxing thing, which is gonna be looks impressive. Looks like a fucking film is gonna happen from that. And Jay Z's rapping over there, like that's that doesn't seem to me like a Jay Z I've seen since he's been. It seemed like that seemed like American Gangster Jay Z, the Jay Z who's like, okay, let me make an experience around this album instead of just making the album the selling point. Let me make the experience around it. You know, okay. they're doing the title X Jay Z uh, or the title X Sprint giveaways for this um. This event in LA in New York City is going to happen on t- ten o'clock, the, like an hour before Jesus album come out. Which I'm assuming, Ooh. my friend said it could be for a film premiere. I'm thinking it's definitely going to be for some sort of, of a premiere of something because it's going to be at the same time in two different locations. So it's not going to be a, a performance, I don't think. Yeah, that that's that's so, interesting. 
because they, they, they the, but go ahead because I, I want to talk. It, I want to circle it, back around to like the title thing in a minute. And then look how he rolled it out. He rolled it out four four four. You just randomly saw it places. Oh, that, what what is that? Then a random commercial in the enemy finals. The last time he put out an album, he made sure the first time you heard about it, I'm selling something. It's gonna be yeah. on Samsung. It's gonna be here. It's, this was more so like a, I don't know, artistic. Hey, find it. You gotta, you got to find this here, or you got to have a title for this. You got to. It, it just feels like a more, a more, orator or orator kind of aesthetic. It seems like he's really trying to make it that he's going to be more introspective. Because that's the thing about it. So the only thing Jay Z can do now, and why I am still checking for Jay Z, is because he has yet to enter fully, fully. Old head slash Bob Dylan slash I don't know guy on the Rick Rubin dude on the mountain that is just looking down at the world and being introspective. He's <clears throat> all of his albums seem to still try to do the current trends and yeah. wrap out the current things. Like no, we don't. You you are above the current trends. You need to understand right. that and and give us what we want, which is. How do you see the world? How do you see these, and don't not just like in, in a line or two, how do you really feel about police brutality? Not just, you know, a cool four bars in a song, a whole yeah. song. Yeah, I, I, I definitely... He, he's never done that. I definitely uh, agree <clears throat> with, with what you're saying. And that's, I, I guess, part of what I'm looking forward to in this album. And from what it sounds like, it's like you're that's what you're yearning for. And and it sounds like it's going to be that. That's what I'm hearing, too. I'm hearing that he's kind of really digging in his heels and he's kind of going back to some of the stuff where he used to, you know, connect the dots with stuff that's going on today and putting it, putting the emphasis on how you feel instead of like, well, I'm Jay-Z and I'm like kicking it in, you know, the South of France mm-hmm. like that. We get it. We know who you are. And we, we know we don't, we know the line. You want the old Jay-Z go buy the old album. Yeah, we, we get it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, we want more like introspection on what's going on. Like with the people, but also, what I really want from Jay-Z is, and I don't even know if it's still possible, because he might have lost his fastball. We don't know yet. <laughs> we we we, we going to really find out, because if, if what you're saying is true, it was the last album was basically a, a marketing effort. Then this one taking more time, you know, having kids and, you know, giving because having kids does change your perspective a little bit oh yeah and i think having all these different phases we might get the the penultimate you know jay-z on the second half like we might get the like you said the bob dylan because they for whatever reason they were still able to put out good shit in their later years and i'm wondering like is that just a function of rap and and just how things, you know, age with us because we don't, we look back at a lot of music from the last 10 years, 20 years, 
and a lot of rap songs don't age as well. And mm. Jay Z is really the first rapper to be relevant late into his career. So he's entering into territory that we haven't really seen before. That's true. Mm. I would say that is very true. Like he's still putting out new music that is anticipated. Like, I mean, in the 20th year, I mean, I don't think, I wasn't checking for, I mean, I was checking, for, I mean, I was checking for a Rakim album in, in 08 because what? I was a Rakim head, but. And then that, that was like a little Dr. Dre thing. We was like, well, whatever Dr. Dre touches is going to be gold. Yeah, but, but Rakim wasn't somebody who was like 20 years deep in the game and it's like, oh, yo, the masses, you know, want to see Rakim. It's just like more so like hip hop has. Jay-Z's somehow. Kept be, and that's also a function of his worst quality to me, which is following the trends and following the waves. And he's been able to navigate certain ways. But I feel like the one thing that has inspired him the most, and this is also just me speculating because he hasn't said anything. I feel like Kendrick, Kendrick's rise gave Jay Z a jolt. Gave gave a, I think it gave a lot of veterans that jolt. Like oh, okay, like. We can still do. We can still give hip hop albums. Right. There, there's some hope for what we have. Like Kendrick's last two albums were like, all right, once is a fluke, two times is like a trend. Like it's like it's like if you're good enough, because that's really what it was. It was like at some at, at a certain point, or like like I think during the 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 the, 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 uh, the initial Drake run when everything was that stop and go flow, that super duper flow, or yeah, bitch on, or was fucking. All singers rapping and shit, like from like 08 to like 2011 or 12, whatever. You couldn't make like, you couldn't sell records making impactful music. I don't know what album was impactful, like a Soulsy Conscious or a deep, dark hip hop album that was selling like millions of records. I mean, Rick Ross. Um, I don't know if that's like a deep, deep album, but right. But Tears of Joy. I, I, mean, I, I mean, um, uh, Teflon Dawn was pretty good. A dark album, and that, and that that didn't even go platinum. So it was like, it, it's, it was a, it was a ceiling. I feel like now Kendrick broke that ceiling. I think feel like now, especially also with streaming, like Jay Z came in at the begin, like right at the beginning of the way when streaming is going to matter. Now it's like, okay, I own what's going to make my album sell. Mm. Okay, you know well, all right, real quick, and then I want to, I want to talk. We're gonna get into Khaled, and then. I don't know, man. I know we got some other stuff I wanted to quick hit on, but I, I, I think you have some things you want to say about title, and I do too. So I'm going to call an audible on like some Peyton Manning shit, and we're going to end on that. But <clears throat> Z25! <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. Omaha, Omaha. But uh, one thing when I'm looking at um, damn, I forgot what the hell I was about to say. Just that fast. Uh, Dan, what what was the last thing you just said? Uh, I said Omaha, Omaha. Before that, before that, uh, <laughs> you were you talking about Khaled, and then I was saying that Jay Z was he owned the streaming service that was gonna he owned was gonna make him the money. Okay, yeah, all right, now I remember. Thank you, thank you. Kids, stay off the drugs. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> But uh okay, with with that said, Jay Z has since 
What's that though? Show me what you got is on Kingdom Come. Yeah. Okay. So since Kingdom Come, every album launch has minus American Gangster has come with a very sponsor heavy campaign. Kingdom Come was basically sponsored by Budweiser. I don't know if anybody remember all the commercials that they ran with the song. Commercials. <laughs> yeah, it was some it was some cool ass commercials and shit. They ain't did nothing like that since. We saw Dare Earnhardt Jr. in the Jay Z video. Yo, that shit was that, that shit was lit. <laughs> like it it, it, it Hey over. How about somebody? <laughs> right. It, it was on that. So starting with Kingdom Cup, we, we got the Budweiser deal. Then we moved to Blueprint 3, like you said. No, no, no. They ain't moved to no, no, American no. Gangster. Well, that's why I said minus American Gangster, because American Gangster was him inspired by the movie. Which yeah, amazing. Best work title. that he's put together since Blueprint, not Blueprint, but the Black Album. Like, I'll say that. I, I, I can agree with that. I, I, will, I will stand by that. Okay, so it didn't need it. But uh, I'm trying to think, what was it with Blueprint 3? Oh, God, I'm blanking now. Uh, but Blue, I, I I don't know about you, but I wasn't really a big fan of like songs like. Well, you did say he he picked all the Trad Timberland beats, so I'm yes. assuming you must think that off that was whack. You off must that have thought was that. Terrible. <laughs> oh God, bro, that song was so awful. You know what was a what was a really bad song? Like a really I can't listen to that song. Hate him and Kanye. Like that was like a really bad song where it was like. It was like you trying to, to like read because the whole idea of Blueprint Three was I'm making the new Blueprint, the new styles is everything. It's like okay, we're not gonna be rapping over broken um, garbage can disposals, right? You know, we're, we're just not like we're not gonna rap it over garbled kitchen, kittens and calling it beef. <laughs> that's yeah, not gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. Hey, right. it, that's not. I mean, no, that's reminder, not the future. Here, here. I was like, it's not. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, that I think, shit was um, so Tyson, bad, bro. Like, he, he tried to rhyme hater with air. Was it he tried to like he tried to pull it on that song? But yeah, that. But yeah, that that whole that was a bad. Oh, that shit was bad. But um, damn, I cannot remember what it was. There was something, but then yep. of course, like yep. we said, the Magna Carta. It was the Samsung thing. Now, since. He got his feet wet with both of them. You can see it's a progression. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna work with a sponsor. All right. Now I'm I'm working with a sponsor in a tech. Now I got a tech company. Now I'm gonna push my album with my tech company yeah. and try to make this move. And one of the things that you said earlier that I really uh damn, I wanna save this. I'm we'll come back to that. Uh but one of the things that Jay Z has show me is I'm more skeptical of what he wants to rap on more than I have ever been in my life after the DJ Khaled songs. I have no faith in Jay-Z and his beat selection whatsoever. Whoa. I really don't like not saying that he can't pick good beats, but as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I know Khaled put the the song together. It's hosted. It, you know, I got them keys. Yeah, I mean, it was a 
a summer song that people was just digging, but I hated that shit. And this, I, I guess we can kind of segue into talking about Khaled after this, but dog, like you can't rap on trap beats. And the thing that made Kendrick thing work was he was rapping on pseudo trap beats because it was a lot of Mike Willen and we have heard Jay-Z on the Mike Will beat before, but it was for like 60 seconds. So I, I don't, I don't know what that means, but I, I feel like Jay-Z knows he's limited in that space. And if he tries to go into it, I, I hope it works. I hope whoever was helping him, which I don't think nobody really was. I don't, I don't see Jay-Z as, let me, let me restate that. I don't see Jay-Z as the type to take a whole like album worth of suggestions from somebody he's working with. He will take the occasional Kanye, Pharrell, you know, hook, beat, so forth and so on and ride with it. But Jay-Z really needs somebody to like hold his hand if he wants to, to do some of this trendy shit as far as beat selection goes. Uh, do you have anything on that? Or you were talking about Khaled? The whole album is produced by No ID. Whole oh, album, reportedly. Okay. That that's a new that's a new detail. I'm, that's that that is why, and that's also. I like it oh, and I don't. But huh? I like it and I don't. I love it, and then I I love it. Like what, like no, his his thing. Jay Z's never had an album produced by one produced by one person. And while I highly doubt it's only produced by him, the fact that it hasn't been refuted yet, it's probably going to be refuted at some point, but. If it if it is just him and no ID, this has the makings of being a like the one thing the one thing you don't do is give Jay Z focus. If if you want Jay Z to like be to make a bad album, you just give him a bunch of shit to do. And I feel like him having to do with a bunch of producers or doing it really slow. No ID is an album artist. Like he's an album artist. He doesn't make he makes bodies of works. He brought he common. I mean, I know it was twenty some year, years ago, and his latest beats are still knocking. He's uh, gonna yeah. put Jay Z on some of his hardest drums he's he's ever rapped on in the uh, last ten uh, years. Yeah, he's not. That's, that's he, a fact. He's like, really going to have if, to. He's also gonna bring on some live instrumentation, instrumentation, but not that. You know, I don't know. Two Jay Z's and he he's gonna give him the, the horns. And if anybody knows Jay Z, they know one thing. You know, one thing is a fact. If you want Jay-Z to black out, you give him one of two things. You give him horns mm -hmm. or you give him strings. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you're, you're right. And he, and he produced Primetime from, from Watch the Throne, which I feel like is, I don't know, I feel like if he does a whole album with, 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 with no idea, it's going to be ridiculous. I hope so, man. Uh, it's... It's one of those things where I'm looking at my past. I'm just like, man, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what this is, man. And I, man, I hate to always do this, but when people say stuff that I agree with, I just can't help it. But Bomani had said something uh, about Jay-Z where he wished Jay-Z would have retired so he could just tell, like, young people how cold Jay-Z was and he didn't like tarnish anything that he did after the black album. Like he should have just did features I, from there. Almost yeah, like it, it almost feels that. it almost feels 
like Jordan on the Wizard esque. But then we limit hip hop. Like I'm, not, I'm these... not saying that, but it it is getting to that point, and I'm just like, man, just I just don't embarrass me, dog. Like I I want to cape for you when if folks talking about who's the greatest rapper of all time, and then you be putting out these albums like that, bro. But I feel like you got you gotta let them get it through. Like every Bob Dylan album was an amazing. Most Bob Dylan albums aren't classic. Most of them are just like okay, they're there. Like, but he just he just kept making like I think he had like with thirty five, forty albums, something like that. Okay. Like we don't have a rapper who does that. Or we, maybe we do, like but we, we don't. Say, get... This it's it, this is new territory. So like like I, I feel like let's just let Jay Z create, and at some point, which I think is now, he's going to get to a point where he's like, I don't care about making money off my music. I'm just going to make creativity for creativity's sake well, the, and that's when he's going to tap into like his greatest streak of all that, time that's what I want I, that's what I want I want see Jay-Z is the ultimate hustler and he wants to get the hey. biggest he, yeah he wants the biggest payday off of every album and I'm like dog let's just like let's just grind one out like if you gotta spend a million dollars putting this shit together and it, like the sales don't matter, the single, the, the legacy, radio only play. Like, yes, like bro, like this is, uh, uh, what's what's a good analogy? Because I, I don't want to downgrade him too much, but I mean, it's almost like that vet that's on the ring chase. You know, like I'm Charles Barkley when he mm-hmm. decided that he wanted to go run with you know the Rockets or whoever. You know, it's it. We enter in that stage where it's like, he's, all right, all he's this, trying to that classic. Yeah, all this other stuff does not matter. The numbers don't matter, bro. I'm going in and I'm I'm going for the Grammy nods. Like, give me give me your Denzel Fences album. You know, I I want you the passion project that you always wanted. Like, I need that from Hope. But yeah, bro, we go all day about Hope. But let's talk about his DJ. You know, none other than DJ Khaled. If there was a most improved player award given out, oh, he's definitely got it. We he would have got that, hands and down. it would have been top three voting MVP last year. You think so? DJ Khaled. Okay, so all right, in the middle of let's everything. set it up. So we got the Grateful album. When is it dropping? Is June, it Friday? Twenty third. This Friday. Okay, and he's streaming it on. On Apple Beats One Radio on Beats at seven PM, so ten PM Eastern, ten PM East um, what, um, Pacific. You know, you do it all, all the other times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yo, shout out to Apple like rebranding all your products like every six months where nobody knows the <laughs> actual fucking name to anything. <laughs> like, I swear, Yo, right? like, wait, is it? It's Apple Podcasts. It's no longer iTunes Podcasts. It's Apple nah, Podcasts, right? Like, Apple. It, and real quick, I interviewed Zane Lowe, who is, if you don't know who Zane Lowe is, um, please just Google that. But Zane Lowe is the creative head of Beast One Radio. He basically runs all of the shit for Beast One Radio and the program and all that stuff. Oh, shit. And he was basically telling me that, like, this radio, like, they could have one, because, like, you know, they give people like um, Khaled, which is um, Khaled and Drake and Travis Scott, they give them their own radio show. Like, that's. See, because Apple, and, that, and that's probably the most brilliant thing Apple did um, in the last year with Apple Music was that they saw that, okay, the record labels are not going to keep giving us exclusive albums. And of course. there's not Frank Ocean's out there who own their music that, that are big enough that we want to give them money. There's not enough Frank Ocean's, not enough chance of rappers. 
So we're going to have to do something different. So instead of just saying we'll be the place you get the first Drake album exclusively, you'll be the place where Drake has his own show every week. We'll be the place where DJ Khaled has his show, not every week, but somewhat regularly, or Frank right. Ocean, who has debuted so many songs. He debuted a song with Jay-Z on Apple Music. Like, 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 it's just, that's that's the brilliant thing that they gave him their show. And, and even Zane Lowe was like, that brought back that communal feel, that feeling of like, I gotta be up. Like, I, I was talking to you, and I was so hyped that, like, yo, DJ Khaled is gonna play a 23-track album straight through on the radio. This, like, before yeah, it, 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 is, it is not gonna leak. Because nothing, nothing leaks anymore. That's a big untold. That's a dirty little secret. We, Nobody we talked about, about that, anymore. like on the, on a couple podcasts ago, and when we were talking about um, like the streaming numbers and what Drake was doing, and it's all because everything is digital. You drop it, yeah. and within ten minutes, you're you're off and running, and nobody has to leak. There's no leaks because there's nothing. To, there's no CD to take home. And on top of that, um, it used to be like that. There was different release days for different countries. Now, so that something come out on a Monday or Wednesday somewhere else, and then come out like like a Japanese rip, and come out, and you can just get it like that. No longer because right. one, you're not depending on CDs anymore, because that was only because of CDs and getting into a store quick enough for people to get it. Now it's like they all come out on Friday, and it's all digital. And so, or it's mostly digital. So it's like you don't really care about the CDs not going to leak. Uh, and I'm sure there's other reasons, other things like, you know, they're more security at the plant, so people aren't like taking CDs or whatever. But I think it's mostly because it's on Fridays on one day or a unified day across the world, and it's digital, like we said. So it's not going to leak. And then you got DJ Khaled, who is, he is, he is bringing back the feeling you, he brings back that, that feeling of the old DJ Clue tapes, of those compilation albums where you was like, He's on what with who? Right. Okay. Produced so. by who? Like, but he was do, he's been doing this for years. But it wasn't until Major Key where I feel like he had for for this to for this to work because this is so complicated and so hard. And I want people to really look at DJ Khaled's discography to realize how hard it is because he's failed at this. His last two albums before um, Major Key were kind of like sloppy. This can fail very easily because you could just put artists together for names. It's time to rap. Go ahead. Hey, they could you get into, you, you get into the, the, the DJ Khaled could have just put a bunch of names together and a bunch of songs that just didn't matter. And his biggest problem is still that his second half of his album, even Major Key, which was a great album or a really good album, the second half was kind of like lackluster and shit. But the first six songs where I got the keys for free, Nas album done, Holy Key with Big Sean and, Ken- and Kendrick Lamar, Betty Wright, Jermaine Interlude with J. Cole, uh, I'm I'm a be alright with Bison Tiller and Future. Like like he had the first six songs were like body bags from straight from point point A to point from point Z or D or whatever. But then it went to like you put too many people then it went to you put you had too many songs with like five people in the same song. Three people in the same song, four people in the same song, and it just didn't work out as well. But this one, I feel like it could still have that problem of the first right, half. So you talking about grateful? Way better than the second half. You talking about grateful? Yeah, grateful. Okay. But there's so many songs that one half of that album is good enough for a full album of bangers. I feel like I feel like that's why he made it a double disc album because he's like, 
I'm just gonna throw shit at the wall, and we're in a playlist generator, so it's like I'm just gonna throw shit at the wall. Not that I'm not gonna like curate it, hmm. but I'm I, I'm really just gonna put all of it, just gonna give it, just gonna give it my all, and then hopefully I have enough songs that are, cause he got a song with Travis Scott and Nas, he got a yeah, song like, with let's let's go ahead and and kind of just and hit all like the highlights on this. All right, the highlights. The Number one highlight I think is an interesting one is he has a song called I Love You So Much. It is featuring Chance the Rapper, but it's really just probably gonna be Chance the Rapper's song. And right. that's gonna be one of the most interesting ones. But he also has a two song now it's a two song back to back sequence, but I'm gonna give it three because of the song before it. But I'm gonna say that after this, he got one song, Good Man, Pusha T and Jada Kiss. Ew. Ew. Produced by Cool and Dre and 808 Ray. I don't know 808 Ray is, but Cool and Dre has been on fire recently. Then, that, then that's followed by Fat Joe and Raekwon. Mm. I mean, say what you want about Raekwon, whatever you want about Fat Joe, they still bring the heat. Yeah. But like, the one before both of those. Like, Raekwon can do no wrong in my book. Like, I'm not the biggest, like, Wu Tang fan. I can't name all the members. I can't even I can't even really sing no Wu Tang songs. Like all I know is Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. But so, I know every time I hear Raekwon on a fucking song, that body shit. Murder shit. He don't he don't stop. But then we got um the song the song before those two songs that I feel like is gonna be a surprise leading to those two songs because cause also these combination albums are all about sequencing. That's the heart of it. It's sequencing. That's DJ Khaled's only job is a sequence. But Major Bag Alert featuring Migos. I feel like that is just screaming to be a hit song. Like, like that just sounds like it's going to be something where Quavo is just singing Major Bag Alert. Something like, and I feel like Quavo is, on, is so on fire right now. They would have to literally like have the crappiest DJ Khaled be ever because he's producing it apparently. No, like, but it not work. But and also Alicia Keys and Nicki Minaj on a Cool and Dre beat. That that ought to be something. Okay, man, and, I'm I'm looking at this shit. I'm just like fuck. Like this, this might be one of the most balanced albums, like compilation wise, yeah. that I've ever seen. And uh, I didn't quite start this off like I wanted to, but I did want to like draw a parallel between. What DJ Khaled has done versus what DJ Drama has done, and uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a very major part of the story. It, like once you start tracing back how we got here in the first place, yeah. Because um, like you said, Major Key was the first one that really put DJ Khaled into the the mainstream America yeah. consciousness, you know. And turn him, you know that that in that in the Snapchat, you know we can't forget about the Snapchat. I took the the fucking hinges off the door and I put the hinges in the boy hand. They don't want you to have a bigger pool, like oh man, that's true. He said he said Snapchat the fuck up. Like they slick owe him part of that IPO. Whatever they got, they need to cut Cal some of that check because that shit he was doing in Earth. Like, <laughs> bro, like he was doing work last year. 
real quick, real quick. I, I, I'm, I'm really talking this. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I cut you off. I was at Summer Jam. This is how big DJ Khaled was last year. I'm at Summer Jam last year, and they had to to cut his uh, set short because it was like a three hour delay because of the rain. People were reciting DJ Khaled Snapchat catchphrases like they were lyrics. Like he kept saying, "Go DJ, turn my mic up. Don't play yourself." <laughs> people, were reciting, people were reciting it in the crowd. I was like, I've never. I have never seen a DJ one have a litany of catchphrases, and two people, fifty thousand people recite them at the same time. Yeah, that that is some shit. Alright, but you go on. That's damn near like just like a Jim Jones concert, though. It's just all admins. Bowling, you know what it is. <laughs> Bird gang in this bitch, you know what I'm saying. One night, Willie, all that in the buff. Squad, squad, you know what it is, goons. We well, ball. Let me stop. I, I do like that that comparison to the drama. Oh, um, yeah, let me get back to that. So, okay, wait a minute. Did I read that right? Okay, I was like Tierra Marie. I was like, yeah, this, <laughs> like I had to make sure because like I saw some shit and I was like, Bruh? like damn, yeah. she's still out here writing songs. All right, shout out to her, man. Stay away from Ray J. Um, but uh, back to, to drama in Cali. Okay, so we remember when this shit first really got jumping. Like, I don't know how we got so like against the compilation albums. I guess because uh, the, I think the soundtrack kind of replaced the DJ hosted album for a long time, and once. I, the soundtrack just didn't have the same juice anymore. I don't really know when that changed, but if you remember, DJ Drama and Khaled have been going head to head every time they drop albums, and Khaled crushes his fucking ass every single time. Uh, singles wise, maybe not singles, always with the, with, the, with the album song, but sales yes, wise, yes, yes. And I don't know what it is about Khaled, but he always knows how to put the best song out there first like dj drama could never really get that figured figured out like he even like this is how bad that it was with dj drama dj drama put out a song with ludicrous ti oh yeah jeezy and the shit was whack Wait, hold up! You're not talking about the um, all around the world. What was it called again? It was. I'm trying to think. What the hell was it, man? I can't even remember the name of the song no more. But it was. It was. It was like a. It was an upbeat kind of song. I yeah. It. It was. It's. It's not what I wanted, bro. It. I'm like, uh, come on, dog. Like, do you know how long niggas waiting on a song? With. I just feel like I think the biggest problem with D, with this whole thing is that. I, it, well, it, part of it is the company that you keep, because Khaled was, you know, he was he was on Koch, and then he signed with Cash Money, which, by the way, exactly. is part of a bunch of relationships. Yes, who you, drama who you, was on Grand Hustle, and if you look at the the tracks of Grand Hustle and Cash Money, like that shit ain't even exactly. close. And if you also look at the fact that he, drama was was putting on at his volume two. Volume two of his Gangsta Grill studio album 
was half produced by V12 the Hitman. Gross. That's Ooh. gross. Like that's that's he, all he like Detroit dudes, bro. And and another thing that DJ Cap not Cap but uh, drama really messed up was he tried too hard to put his dudes on. You know, he he yeah. had a couple cats. He was trying Ellie real hard. Ellie and should have never got no Bruh, cool, like, you, you don't know how to go shop for talent, bro. Let somebody else do that for you. Bring you your mans and let that shit be that. Like, Khaled had Ace Hood, and Ace Hood was an actual talent. He's like, he's yeah. he's, he's like, he's a good six man. You know, if, if you tell me that you need somebody to come in for like a good 16 here and there to just kind of like wrap up your, your song because you needed some bars and a little... A little southern intellect yeah you, you can get him in there but you know when you're trying to and as you can see like i don't know where ace hood is at but he's not on the dj Khaled album you know he is nowhere to be found like Khaled moved off that so fast it's not even funny anymore but i don't know what happened either yeah i don't know what happened with that but the 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 thing but, is like like you said it's the company that you keep and and those relationships with Khaled getting next to Wayne, Drake, and Nikki being on the same label. Now, part of that, it will explain why some of the other previous joints wasn't as good and why the back half wasn't good. Because I, I could see a few um, things, especially after the Rick Ross song. Uh, I was becoming rivals. That, oh, yeah. that made me, I was like, oh, okay. You kind of put them, them pieces together. And you like, so yeah. that's why this shit was kind of going AWOL like that. All right. I, I kind of get it. So I, I'm i right there with you. But so go ahead. My, here's my thing also is um, while DJ Khaled was, because it was for a while, and I feel like it was just also a factor of, the DJ wasn't as important for a while. Like that was a that was also a thing was like and I think DJ Drama said it himself while we was on he was at the Global Spin Awards I think three or four years ago saying that there was a for a while the DJ didn't matter. Like the DJ wasn't that like true. people people wasn't checking for the DJ unless it was like a mixtape. Cause then the blogs happened. They computer the computer says I've had enough. But go ahead, continue your thought, and then we gonna wrap up. Like I wanted to talk a little bit more uh, title, I, but this shit ain't, so, ain't cooperating. All right, so so basically, but yeah, DJ, the DJs matter now. But before DJ Khaled, or actually around the same time DJ Khaled was figuring it out, actually before because DJ Khaled didn't figure it out till last year. The under the best DJ that was doing this compilation albums was Status Selector. He had a three run stretch. Between 2013, 2014, and then 2015, where he had album after album that was fire. Like, like he has extended play, early Joey Badass, early um some of the last verses from Sean P. He had Black Thought blacking out on what on, on what goes around. Freddie Gibb with, with, with um, Joey Badass because what he understood was. We're not making songs for name. He had he rarely had songs with it was he had no songs with like four 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 people. Rarely had songs with four people. And he put people together because of skill level. And that's the thing about it is that that these things work better when you put people together because of their skill level and not because of their their name. Because when you make a hit, a hit is like is usually such a singular idea. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's used like a if they are guest appearances on a, on a, on a, on, a, on a hit, it's like it is more than three, more than two. It's usually a singer and, a, and another singer, or you sing another rapper, or something like that. Because it's like it's not too many different voices; they mm-hmm. all follow one voice. Because it's because to have a hit, it has to be seamless. It, it, you can't be thinking too much and going all the place about it. But when you're making shit like a compilation album, and you want to make great songs. Because you're going to get a hit if you just put people together and they, and they just do their, do their best talents. If they're good enough, they're going to give you some sort of a hit. That's why it's in a play work. He had Joey Badass on a song with fucking Freddie Gibbs. Style P on a song with Tyler Kweli. Ashley Bronson, Where's the Five Nine, and, and Black okay. Thorns right. on the now, now that you said that, I was like, oh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I, I, you know, it took me a minute, but now I remember. Yeah, yeah that shit was like, fire. Like, but, he had fire. He had fire. And, he didn't, and, and that's the thing about it was that he was... He was willing to risk it on young dudes. That's another thing. He and just mm, raw talent, true. and I think that's the thing. Of, you, it's going to be harder to make a compilation album of nothing but hits. But if you do that, you have dominated the year. Like if DJ Khaled does what what Grateful can is can do. If literally, if he has if he has fifteen hits on this album. That he rolls 15? out Ooh, from shit. June until December, like he's already put out one, two. He's put out four songs. So and basically, if he shoot like sixty percent, yeah, he he put he he's already put out four songs and two of them are bona fide hits: Wild Thoughts and um, I'm on, I'm the one, bona fide hits. I'm the one is definitely a hit. That shit, it took me exactly. like two and plays, early. and I was like, yeah, this shit jamming. That was early. That was like, that was like he was that was early, and then. Shining with Jay Z and Beyonce is is still it, it's the, it did numbers but it wasn't a, it wasn't a blowaway hit like it should have been and to the nah. match with Drake is is I don't know what that song is that that's just a see that's okay so we I'm I guess I'm gonna have had the last word on this one go ahead because shit is starting to to crumble around me I can feel the building and and everything <laughs> that I built up to have this be a, a quality podcast it is coming apart at the seams so. Alright, I'm looking at the track list Shining For one Like That was that, It feels like a PR song Like we're we're announcing that Khaled is a part of the family And here's, <laughs> and here's our Like housewarming gift to you Khaled More streams Like that's That's all that this song was I was like okay, cool And I understood that That was That was totally just this is an announcement and he's going to be around us for a long time he's on that level next thing that I noticed on this track list when after you said the Pusha T and JD Kiss song and I looked at Young Thug Rick Ross 2 Chains on the song I'm like okay that shit might be dope you know Future Migos 21 Savage and T.I. I'm like you know minus 21 Savage I, I, I have my own issues with that dude but that shit might come out good. Future and Yo Gotti. That shit works good. And I'm looking at both sides of it. Like Alicia Keys, Nicki Minaj. That shit might be a certified banger. You know, I'm a big Nas head. And he's got a song with Travis fucking Scott, which is like my favorite auto tune connoisseur. But that could be. See, those are the. That those shit, are the. Oh my god! Like that shit might be incredible. Cause bro, I'm, go ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm so into, like 
I don't even want to get into how much I'm listening to Travis Scott. Like I'm I'm still playing Birds in the Trap scene, Brian McKnight. I don't know what that shit means, but I like that <laughs> fucking album so much. I'm still playing it. Yes, I know it's like eight months later. I love that shit. But but is I feel like this might be the first album that literally covers every single segment of hip hop as far as taste goes. The only thing that I don't see represented and I don't think it's anything personal, but it's West Coast. And yeah, there's no West Coast. There's no West Coast flavor at all. They got YG there, but that's about it. Yeah, but that's like, you know, that's like, you know, you put a little black pepper on your fries or something. like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, we just go at it here and move yeah, on. Yeah, but. he's literally the only, he's the only guy. I'm concerned about the, oh wait, I'm going to get the wrong track. Listen, there's no YG. Uh, yeah, there's no West Coast. I'm, yeah, I'm not okay, seeing any West so, Coast. Yeah, he's not on this one. All right, because I was looking. I was like, well, YG at? So yeah. yeah, it. but the thing about it, the West Coast, and I'm not trying to be biased, but... <sighs> Oh, like West... he got Calvin Harris with Travis Scott. Yo, he he may, he might have a bet. Bro, it's some like I'm looking at it. it like after you, I, while you was talking, I'm looking. I'm like, God damn, like this shit might be a certified banger all like summer shit. long. And I like I'm I, I wasn't hyped before this podcast for a DJ Khaled album, and I've never been hyped for a DJ Khaled album. But I'm like, God damn, I can't wait to listen to this shit. Yo. I never was too. Like last year was the first thing. I was never hyped for Major Key until I heard Major Key. And then ever since then, DJ Khaled has been like a, a must, like a must look at when it comes to this album. Uh, until he flops again, he's going he's, he's gonna to get my full attention. Yeah, and I feel I'm, like this is going to be, you know, one of those albums. But I'm right I, here. <laughs> but we're going we gonna to get a little, a little bitching from the West Coast and the whole Cali crowd. But, oh, yeah, we are. But, we definitely are. But my thing is, a lot of times when you want West Coast vibe shit, it don't fit with nothing else. And Khaled don't he don't fly. He don't do that shit, bro. Like Khaled is what? Okay, well that's one thing right there. But like you said, he's in charge with sequencing and putting together the playlist. Like that's all it is. This is this might be the most fantabulous DJ playlist of all time. And he was like. Well, you know what? I don't really need a West Coast song for this playlist. I don't think that's gonna make the party pop. He should have had Kendrick though. He should have like with the year Kendrick's having. Kendrick should have had a verse somewhere. He should have had sixteen. At least I, a sixteen. He, he'll probably be on a remix on a bonus version or something. There, <laughs> there's no telling. We 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 might get it. I we could totally see whatever the next single is. If it's... we got we got three East Coast rappers in back to back songs. I don't know the last time I've seen that. I don't know <laughs> either, bro. That's that's why I'm like, man, he really was trying to make sure that I came and listened to this shit. Like, you put Pusha T and Jada Kiss on your shit. Like, I have to find out what they said. I have to know. <laughs> you got, I got to know. I got to know. It's it's not no negotiations with that. Like, bro, and, and real quick, and then we got to go. <laughs> I was listening to an old... Big Mike mixtape. Mm. It was like Cruel Summer 2K4 or some shit like that. <laughs> because it, and I and I'm gonna tell you why I was listening, looking, and listening for it. Because I was trying to find, and if anybody right now is listening under the sound of my voice, if you can find me, the original beat to Young Buck Stomp 
with just T.I. There's no Ludacris. Oh. It's just T.I. When he disses, when he disses um, when he diss, uh, diss Ludacris. Ludacris. Woo. But the original beat, it was on a Big Mike mixtape and I think like one other place. I can't find that shit nowhere, but I really want to hear that fucking beat. If you find that shit, I will PayPal you at least $5. Straight up. <laughs> Scour the internet. Straight up. In- get on your hard drives. Find me that shit. I look high and low. But back to my original point. When they had a song on there uh, where, damn, where Jada Kiss was on the remix. And as soon as Jada Kiss went, I can't do this shit. Nobody else, nobody else but Jada can do that shit. Big Mike nobody. was like, Big Mike said, "Uh oh," and I was like, "Damn, that's how I used to feel when Jada Kiss would come on the track because you wasn't getting that. As soon as you heard that sound, he was like, uh oh.' You know, he was like, he's still he's still the same way. He gives those fucking parables, those fucking those diamond, those diamond in the rough lines that just like you don't know why they work." But they're the realest lines you've had. No, nah, you know? because man, he's he's always been old man Jada, even when he was a young dude. What? Mm-hmm. A matter of fact, didn't he say that shit on the song like <laughs> "young with old features" or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah, and it's absolutely true. You know, because he always trying to hit you with the, you know, if if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything type shit. He always hitting you with some little knowledge, and it's always some fire shit. So always. Shout out to Jada Kiss, man. I, one day you'll figure out how to make an album with somebody. <laughs> I, I don't. Hopefully Alchemist. Hopefully Alchemist. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I, yeah, I can see I, that. I'm going to be the best out of everybody. Like, like, and, those kind of rappers. And, all right. And real quick, I'm going to put this out there. But, well, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to talk. We, you, got, you got a couple minutes after we finish up? Yeah, I got a couple okay. minutes. All right. Well, uh, you got anything you want to pump? Um... Well, not pump, but like I think, just real quick, I just want to say, uh, rest in peace to Prodigy. Damn, um, bro, we didn't even get to that. I should have started off the show with that. R.P. to Prodigy and and shout out R. to Bob D. Prodigy. Queensbridge. I was so I was so stuck on the NBA draft. Like I, I, I and I, I said on Twitter that I wasn't like the I wasn't like a diehard Bob D. fan. Like it didn't really connect to me as a kid until later in life. That's when I really started to get into like H and I C. But really, like um, the shit he did, the return to Mac shit he did with fucking Alchemist. Yeah, a lot, uh, a lot of they shit you had to be a grown up yeah, to really the, appreciate. The, the, there wasn't yeah. a lot of like real kitty or young people type shit with they music. But once, but once you got it, that shit was hard yeah, as that fuck. Shit hit. Yeah, shit hits you like I for an eye is just one of the realest songs ever. Like it's just um, it's sad because it's one of those dudes who's like who was. Still do putting out great. His last album was a little bit sloppy, but it had some amazing bars on it. Like it was still amazing. He was not like he had he hadn't fallen off. Right, he right. one of the few rappers who like never really like. Of course, every rapper falls off from their super super duper hot peak, but his was like 2000. He was like a, shooting at like a 97, but now he's shooting like at an 80, which is like I don't think he was that far off. Right. I think he was really and. It's we lost a good one. Like I mean, he has. They're saying it was a heat-related um, sickle cell reaction because he's had his whole life. Sometimes some people are some reports are saying that he swallowed an egg and just didn't work out. I, I, 
I'm just in shock, and I and I really hope that we can like. At this point, I hope that this. I don't want to say selfishly, but I hope that it, this makes veterans and people people below them, um, younger than them, reach out and, and like you show the respect and still put out. Just keep putting out music, keep yeah. putting it out, and, keep, and take care of yourself. Like yeah, really advocate, like like let's stop advocating the bullshit. Like honestly, like like yeah, it's cool to have fun, but like if Jay Z wants to rap about eating, eating turkey bacon. With blue ivy, let's not let's not scold the man and call him corny for that. Let's say good shit, Jay. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, I see you out there, man. Keep keep eating that turkey bacon. I'm gonna stick with my keep pork. Keep healthy. Man. Hey, okay. Styles P and, and Jada, because yes, those juices for life joints, which are delicious, delicious. Okay, I, I ain't I never asked you about that. We we might have to just when I when I when we get, I gotta make my way to New York because there's some Yo, shit that, like that's one of the things I was like these niggas got a juice bar. What that shit hit on? I know some people at the juice bar. We could probably do a podcast at the juice bar. Oh, that would be fly. Or some, or some, or some drink champ shit. That that, that shit would be fly as fuck. We might have to yeah. get that shit out, man. Yo, holla at me, man. But all right, man. We gonna wrap this one up. If y'all got any feedback for the show, hit me up. CL at the rundown dot com. You get at me on Twitter at CL the main event on Twitter. Follow the show at the rundown south on Twitter. Follow Keith at just air autumn on Twitter. Yeah. Same thing on Facebook. Googling all them shits, man. We right here. And uh do appreciate y'all getting to the podcast, man. But we out here.